Hello basketball fans, welcome to the lob, where we're talking everything and anything NBA basketball. I'm your host, Mario. We're going to kick off the first episode today by talking about free agency. First, let's talk about where some of these big names went in free agency. To the Brooklyn Nets, you have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Replacing Kyrie Irving in Boston will be Kimball Walker. Also moved was Jimmy Butler in a trade for the 76ers, where the 76ers also received Josh Richardson. Another name that moved, D'Angelo Russell, who signed a contract with the Golden State Warriors. Also, you have Al Horford signing with the 76ers. Klay Thompson will be returning to the Golden State Warriors. Chris Middleton will be turning back to the Bucks. Christos Porzingis, who was initiated into trade last year with the Mavericks from the New York Knicks, re-signed with them for another five years. Nikola Vucevic signed back with the Orlando Magic. Jamal Murray ex- agreed to an extension with the Denver Nuggets. Mark Gasol will be returning back to the Toronto Raptors. Paul Millsap will be back with the Denver Nuggets. Brooke Lopez, as well as his brother Robin, will both be playing with the Milwaukee Bucks next year. Also, DeAndre Jordan will be joining Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. Patrick Beverly will be returning back to the Clippers. JJ Redick, in a surprising move, will be going to the New Orleans Pelicans. Derrick Rose agreed to sign with the Pistons. We have Al Aminu, who will be going to the Orlando Magic. Ricky Rubio, who was released by the Utah Jazz will be signing with the Phoenix Suns. Trevor Reza, in a surprise, another surprising move, will be joining the Sacramento Kings this upcoming season. Malcolm Brogdon, who spent the latter part of the year last year hurt with the Milwaukee Bucks, has agreed to sign with the Indiana Pacers. Boyan Mandanovic from the Indiana Pacers last season will be joining with the Utah Jazz. Thaddeus Young, will be going to the Chicago Bulls after playing a couple of seasons with the NL Pacers. Also, we have Rodney Hood, who was a crucial piece with the Blazers last year. He himself will be signing with the Portland Trailblazers again this season. Tobias Harris agreeing to an extension with the Philadelphia 76ers. We have DeMar Carroll, who will be going to the San Antonio Spurs. Other names out there? We have Ish Smith, who was previously with Detroit Pistons, signing with the Washington Wizards. Seth Curry, agreeing to sign back with the Dallas Mavericks, who he wasn't there last year, but he has spent time in Dallas. He'll be returning this upcoming season. Also, we have Isaiah Thomas, who previously with the Denver Nuggets, will be signing with the Washington Wizards. And so far, those are some of the bigger names that have signed. Some of the names that haven't signed yet, Kawhi Leonard, who spent last year with the champion Toronto Raptors, finals MVP. He's just taking his time. Nobody knows exactly where he'll be. It's somewhere between the Toronto Raptors, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Also unsigned, and for some reason really hasn't gotten enough attention, DeMarcus Cousins. From what we're seeing, he really hasn't had too much attention. Nobody's really looking to move and sign him just yet. We're kind of waiting for the Kawhi Leonard deal to fall through. Another name 
Not too huge, but a significant piece to a team is Danny Green and Marcus Morris. Both unsigned. Both have been rumored and linked to the Dallas Mavericks. Now, with those signings comes a lot of different changes for the NBA. The NBA, at one point, you had Kevin Durant on the Warriors. You had LeBron on the Cavaliers or the Heat. For the last few years, we've always had a team that stood out among the rest. We had a team that was a prohibitive favorite. This season, it is so far in the air. We have no idea what's going to happen. Everybody's saying, well, you know, the Nets next year, because Durant will be out recovering from injury. The next season, they're going to bounce back, and they're going to be the favorites. Then you have Anthony Davis in L.A. with LeBron. They could be the favorites. You have the Denver Nuggets, who have continuity on their team, something that's overlooked in the NBA. Continuity is very huge. You're playing with the same players. You're playing with the same coaching staff. You're returning back with that experience from last year. You know, you have teams that just out of nowhere, Dallas is going to have Christopher Zingas and Luka Doncic. You know, you're going to have the Trailblazers who's going to return their stars back and CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. You know, the, the NBA is just wide open. Even the Eastern Conference is going to be nice this year. You know, you have, you have the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, they lost Brogdon and... Yes, they're, you know, they're, they're one star with some good complimentary pieces. And you have the Nets who just seem to have this gang of stars. You have the Toronto Raptors next year who they might be competitive. They're probably going to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. But if they lose Kawhi, that's a significant, very significant piece loss. You also have teams such as the Indiana Pacers. Oladipo will be returning back. That's going to be crucial. Believe it or not, that team is going to be very nice with their additions, along with Oladipo. Boston's not going anywhere as well. Kimball Walker signing with them. It's, it's kind of like a trade. You just trade Kimball Walker. You put in Kyrie Irving with another team. Boom. Now, Boston is not going to be a prohibited favorite. They probably won't even be picked to be championship favorites. But they're not going anywhere. They have the same good coach. They have those same young stars. And Kimball Walker isn't exactly a slouch. He's an all-NBA player, an NBA all-star. So it's going to be interesting. You know, we're going we're gonna to see what the parity in the NBA is going to be this year. It's no prohibitive favor. It's going to be wide open, as wide open as I can remember. It's been such a long time. You know, for the longest, it was the Heat's going to run the Eastern Conference. The Warriors are going to run the West. Um, you know, the Cavaliers, when LeBron was there, they're going to automatically be in the finals. You know, all these different teams. And it's like now we have so much parity. It's going to be a great season. It's going to be a very, very great season. The biggest thing is chemistry. What are these, do these teams, are they going to have chemistry going forward? You know, how are the younger teams going to play? The New Orleans Pelicans are going to be extremely entertaining. Extremely. After making that trade, sending Anthony Davis to the Los Angeles Lakers, they're going to be extremely entertaining. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, number one pick, Zion Williamson. Now you have J.J. Redick over there. It's, just, it's going to be entertaining. Drew Holiday's still there with his experience and leadership. It's going to be entertaining. Some people are saying that you know it's possible they can make the playoffs. Is it possible they're going to make the playoffs? Do you really believe they can make the playoffs in that Western Conference? 
The Western Conference is tough. It's going to be really tough. It, it's, it's, it stays competitive. It stays, you know, every season. Somebody's fighting for seeds seven, eight, nine. Every season, you're seeing teams battle it out just for home home court. You know, fourth and fifth seed. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough season. And if you're if you're talking about making the playoffs, you have to take one of those eight teams out. One of them. You know, you you have you have the Brooklyn Nets. They made the playoffs last year. They were a six seed, pretty well. Nobody thought they were gonna make the playoffs. Now you add in two mega stars to your team one who won't play this coming season but he's going to play the following season you have Kyrie Irving can he lead that team is he going to be able to finally play with a clear head last year in Boston it was a struggle he spent a lot of time you know trying to carry the team and trying to prove that they need him when really the young stars they figured hey we made it we made it last year as far as we did without you you know, we're going to be just fine whether you play or not. He probably took that personal. It's a lot of pressure playing with a team that feels they really don't need you. You're just, you're a complimentary piece. You're, you're just something to push us over the edge. It's not like we actually need you. That was tough. Now he's with the Nets. Is where he wants to be. Is his home. Is his childhood team. He's there now. Can he push them over the top? Can he carry them beyond a six seed? You know, the Charlotte Hornets and the Detroit Pistons, the Orlando Magic, they fought it out last year for that, that seven through eight seed. You know, Milwaukee, Toronto, Philadelphia up top. Everybody's giving the, the winner of the free agency to the Nets because they just they have the bigger names. They have the megastars. They have the champions on their team, which is true. However, I think, in my opinion, that you have to give the nod to the 76ers. The 76ers went out and did something that not only hurt another team, it made them better. You know, they whenever they would play against Boston, they had the one thing that slowed down. Not stopped, slowed down Joel Embiid. That was Al Horford. Now, you go out and sign him, who do you have now? When you play Boston, who is going to be that factor to, to kind of even out what Joel Embiid can do to you? You know, now they're going to be playing together. Al Horford is a glue piece. Is he going to be considered a superstar? No, he's not. Is he an all-star? Yes. Is he a difference maker? Can he lead a team by himself? Probably not. But on a team with stars and a good collection of people, he's going to help that team out. And don't overlook that Tobias Harris signing. Again, continuity. He was there last season, had a pretty decent year. He can stretch the floor. You know, that team is looking nice. Ben Simmons is going to come back next year with Joel Embiid. That chemistry is going to be better. Has to be better for them to win. Then you pull in Josh Richardson from the trade with Jimmy Butler. That's going to be huge. You have a big lineup. Very big lineup. I mean, what your, your shortest player on defense is going to be Josh Richardson. And, I mean, everybody else, you're talking 6'9 above. They're going to be long. They're going to be athletic. You know, they can all... With the exception of Ben Simmons, which I'm hoping and I'm confident that will change this upcoming season, that he will somehow get a mid-range jump shot. It don't have to be a three. It just has to be a mid-range. It has to be something respectable. You know, Giannis doesn't shoot threes. He's not a, a three-point threat. But he takes them to make you respect him 
further than out the paint. You have to make people defend you. You know, you got guys, they, they play defense. You see them play against the 76ers. They're playing defense, and they're just sucked into the paint. And B can't get the ball because they're just sucked in. You're not afraid of his jump shot. If he can develop a jump shot, that will change that team significantly. That being said, I still feel like they won this free agency. They won it. Until I see where Kawhi goes, so far the 76ers have won it. They can possibly go from the number three seed, jump Toronto and Milwaukee. You know, you you just got to give it to them. The Raptors, they're definitely going to sink. You know, you trade your best player in DeMar DeRozan for the Spurs to get an even better player in Kawhi, and it paid off. You won a title, you know, albeit injuries, but injuries are part of the league. They're, they're part of the game. It's going to happen. You know, we're not going to make excuses. We're not going to try to give them a pass. No, injuries are part of the game. Same reason why the Warriors went on their runs. They've had injuries that have helped them. But you you got to give it to them. They're the champions. They're losing their finals MVP. If he decides to sign somewhere else, that's going to be a significant blow. There's nobody you can replace. You've already traded away one star. If you lose this one in free agency, they're not going to be a terrible team. Because, again, they have continuity. They have players that have been there for some time. They're not going to be a terrible team, but they're not going to be that second seed that they were last year or that number one seed they've been your with. They're just not going to be there. They don't have enough to compete for that in this Eastern Conference. The Boston Celtics, fourth seed last year. Will they return to that? Possibly. But I don't see them being better than Indiana Pacers. Can the Orlando Magic pass them up? It's possible. It's very possible. They have continuity as well. You know, the, the Pacers, they're going to get their star back. Like I said, they, they've added pieces along with getting their star back. That is crucial. That's crucial. You know, you made the playoffs without your star. Listen, without your star. Now he's coming back. They're going to be higher than that fifth seed. The Pistons. Everybody kind of snuffed at the idea, oh, Derrick Rose is not the same player that he once was. I can I can agree. I tend to agree with the notion that players that get hurt, they are not the same player that they were. However, you will not overlook the fact that the Pistons lost their backup point guard in Ish Smith, who's going to the Washington Wizards. And, you know, you have a guy in Derrick Rose who last year proved he still has some left in the tank. 18 points per game last season. You know, he had one of his career games last year. Bounce back. Not to say he's going to come here and save us. Not to say that he's going to make us jump from that eighth seed all the way to top three. But we're going to be significantly better going forward. You know, the Miami Heat last year, though they were eliminated, Jimmy Butler, can he make them better? Can he make them a playoff team next year? It's going to be, it remains to be seen. Then you go to the Western Conference. I mean, <laughs> Take your pick, man. You you really have you really have to decide who is going to make the playoffs and who isn't. It's, it's a crapshoot. You can kind of pick and choose your teams that you don't think are going to make the playoffs next year. You know, do you, you just pick and choose? And it's really going to depend on where Kawhi goes for a couple of teams. If you're the Clippers, you get Kawhi, you guarantee a, a spot in the playoffs. The Lakers, they have LeBron. If he's not hurt this coming season, they're going to make the playoffs. 
let's let's not underplay the fact that LeBron is a significant piece to them not making the playoffs last year. He was hurt. Then they had injuries that just riddled the team top to bottom. Riddle. They are going to make the playoffs this year. You have to put them in there. So now you have to look at it. You have your Warriors, your Nuggets, Trailblazers, Rockets, Jazz, Thunder, Spurs, Clippers. Somebody has to go. Somebody has to go. Somebody. Warriors, they, they're bringing back Steph. They're going to have Clay later on in the season. They, they signed D'Angelo Russell. Now everybody's, oh, he's, he's, not, he's not Durant. He's not going to provide that same punch that Durant had. This is true. And we're going to talk about what it means for them going forward losing Durant later on. We're going to talk about that. But are the Warriors going to be number one seed this year? Doubt it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Can the, can the Nuggets get there? Possibly. Blazers? Possibly. Rockets? I have no idea what's going on with the Rockets. They are becoming the NBA's favorite regular season team. Harden goes out there. He breaks records, scoring records, does amazing things. These 50-point, 60-point triple-doubles, it's ridiculous. You know, you, the guy just puts up these crazy numbers. He wants to be considered the best player in the league. Everybody wants to say, oh, how did he not win MVP? Hey, your team was fourth place. You know, you had a guy in Giannis who first place, he consistent all season. The Rockets, yes, yeah, I agree. They In a tough Western Conference, getting the fourth seed and having the best player on that team go for those numbers, it's, it's worthy of MVP conversation. But right now, I'm sorry, they look like a regular season favorite. They just, they, they scream to me, no playoffs, no finals. No finals. You get to the playoffs, it's, it's cute. You win the first round series. That's it. And then, you know, you, you, get, you get to the Western Conference Finals, and it's like what happens. You, you, two years in a row, we're just like, what's going on? The Warriors lose Durant this past season, and you could not take advantage of that. You couldn't take advantage. So they were fourth seed last year. They'll probably be around there somewhere just because you have to, you have to respect the fact that Harden is going to go out there and perform like crazy. You know, you, you have to respect that. The Jazz, crucial, crucial piece in Mike Conley this season. Mike Conley signed with them. Bonjanovich, like I said, signed with them. That will be crucial to their team this year. Yes, they lose Derek Favors, who quite as kept is a pretty big piece to their team. But you have those two pieces, and it kind of takes off the scoring load, the offensive load that is on Donovan Mitchell every single night. Every single night, Donovan Mitchell has to perform at a high level, or they're just not. It's not going to be competitive. Rudy Gobert is a defensive stalwart. He's not going to get you twenty points tonight. Is he going to get you eleven, twelve rebounds? Sure, you know a solid twelve, fourteen off offensive rebounds, a couple of lobs. Sure, but you can't look to him to help out with that offensive load that Donovan Mitchell has to carry every night. The Oklahoma City Thunder. I have no idea what's going on with them either. They fall in that same category as the Houston Rockets. They they perform well in the regular season. They might have underachieved with that six seed, possibly. But they're just a team I don't know. I can't really say. You have Paul George. You have Westbrook. 
they're trying to move Steven Adams. You know, you're losing that continuity. So who knows what's going to happen with them this year. It's going to be a tough Western Conference. No telling what seed they're going to end up in. Six seed, seven seed, eight seed, possibly. I don't think they'll go any higher than that. The other San Antonio Spurs, I just don't see them falling apart. They're, they they had injuries to their their top man their top point guard. I'm sorry, top point guard last year, Dejounte Murray. Solid All NBA defender. He's worked on his offensive game. Wizard with the ball, great playmaker. You know he's gonna come back this season, another season in which. They're going to make the play. It's 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 unfathomable that I don't see them making the playoffs, unless Popovich decides that he's just going to retire in the middle of the season. They're probably still going to win it because they have a system. Their coaches know the system. Their players know the system. Aldridge, if he's healthy, Demar Derozan, if he's healthy, you know, Dejounte Murray, if he's healthy, Rudy Gay, huge piece. He signed back with them this year. That's a huge piece. And if you think it's not a huge piece, then you probably didn't watch their games this year. He provided a huge spark off the bench. He's no Manu Ginobili coming off the bench. He's no Jamal Crawford. He's no Lou Williams. He's a huge piece coming off their bench. Provide that scoring threat. Even play some solid defense. Then you have the L.A. Clippers. They're that toss-up team. They're the toss-up team. Yeah, you have that, that human torch that comes off the bench in Lou Williams. Amazing off the bench. But, you know, where, where else are your other options? Where are your scoring options? You know, are you going to go with Gallinari? Solid, solid option. You know, we know Patrick Beverly is not a scoring option. Great defensive player. He'll give you a couple of points here and there. Not, not a solid scoring option. You know, Montrez Harrell. Is he going to be solid this year? Possibly so. We do not know until Kawhi chooses where he's going to go, what's going to happen with the Clippers. We have no idea. That's up in the air. And they, they, they got into the playoffs last year. Remarkable. They were not picked to make the playoffs. We had the Lakers going. We had the Minnesota Timberwolves at the beginning of the year possibly going. Anthony Davis with the Pelicans, we didn't figure they would crumble like they did. They fell. But some teams that you need to watch for, Sacramento Kings. I know you're laughing right now. That's, that's, that's probably a joke. They were nine games out. Nine games out. They have a rising young star, De'Aaron Fox. You signed some veterans. Yes, they lost Willie Cauley-Stein, who signed with the Warriors. Big piece to the Warriors. He's, he's not going to be too much of an offensive threat. But for them, pick and rolls are going to be crazy. You got to pick if you want the lob or you want the three. Which one do you want? But they can replace that there in Sacramento. He's not going to be that big of a significant loss. The Lakers, again, you have to put him in there. You have two of the top five players in the NBA right now on the same team. They're going to make the playoffs, period. I don't, I don't need to see the rest of the roster. They have Kuzma. If they sign Kawhi, I'm putting them as number one seed. It's, it's wide open. Wide open. You could say the Minnesota Timberwolves. Cat, what's going on with them? I haven't seen anything significant in free agency. What's going to happen with them? You know, what's going to happen with the New Orleans Pelicans? Young team, fast team. 
exciting. This is the season where we want to see if Lonzo Ball can take his game to the next level. It was said that he had issues in L.A. with with coaching and did they really want to draft him? And, you know, why didn't they play him in the fourth quarter? You know, you can't shoot jump shots. You can't shoot free throws. It's like, okay, you got to get his confidence up. Why not play him? He's not playing. Now he's another team. He's going to play. We're going to see what happens. We're going to see how this works out. They're a young team. It's going to be interesting. Dallas Mavericks, 33-49 last year. It was just Doncic. That's it. That's the only person that was there holding down that offensive load. Now you got Christos Brzezinski coming in. They're going to add some more pieces to their team. If they get Danny Green and Marcus Morris, those are two pieces that will be huge for them. Huge pieces. I'm going to see what happens with them. Wide open. Wide open NBA. It's going to be interesting. We haven't had this much parity in the NBA in a long time. In a very long time. We have no idea who's going to end up in what seating. You can take a guess. You can probably look at some rosters and, and say, hey, what's, this team was good. This team was good. We have no idea how we'll all come together. Same thing I said about the Nets. They look great on paper. Awesome on paper. They had the same pieces last year. Karis LeVert comes back. You still have Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, you, you, you get two megastars who can put the ball in the hole. Does that make them favorites in the Eastern Conference? You know, will that be Giannis again? Will he come back better? Will his jump shot be better? It remains to be seen. And in regards to the Western Conference, I have a question. And hopefully I get some comments about this and some feedback. The Warriors dynasty, is it over? Is their dynasty over? No more Kevin Durant. Yeah, you have Klay Thompson that's going to be out. Will he return the same after his ACL? Medicine has come a long way. Technology has come a long way. People have come back from ACL injuries, played just fine. Will he be the same? They're going to see different defenses this year. They're going to see much different defenses this year. That's what made them so dangerous when they played other teams in the previous season. They were dangerous top to bottom. You had two of your History's best shooters, along with Kevin Durant, just is overpowering. Now you lose Kevin Durant, that's a significant loss. And, you know, it's they, they lost last year, and I think that was just a, a crumble effect. I don't know if they can return back to that dynasty that they had. You know, it was single-handedly brought down, probably from the inside. From what we're hearing, he didn't feel respected. He didn't get the same love as a Steph Curry. Draymond Green told him in an argument earlier in the season, they didn't need him. They won without him, which is true. I think when it comes down to it, both of them helped each other. You know, you have Durant who didn't win a ring before he got there. He didn't have that same supporting cast before he got there. He put them over the top. They won before he got there, yes, but he was that extra punch that put them over the top. Do you want to switch it vice versa? He he was so he was so good that it opened up everything else for Stephen Clay. You start seeing single coverages. You look up and you're watching some games, and 
literally, Clay Thompson's wide open in the corner. How is that possible? In previous seasons, it's like you can't even you can't even go a game where they're not triple team, double team. Durant got there and it made everything so much easier. So yes, it went both ways. Should he have been respected a little bit more? Possibly. Should he have gotten the same respect as a and love as a as a Curry? Probably not. He's their draft pick. He he was their baby. He was who they raised up to be the star that he is now. He won unanimous MVP. He won the title first before you got there. So while I understand it, it, it goes both ways. And that's what broke them up. If that's what broke them up, that's interesting. Because you got to ask yourself, what's going to happen when you come back to Brooklyn? What's going to happen? You, you, you didn't get along with a point guard who was ball controlling majority of the time. It worked out when you went to the Warriors. They shared the ball. They passed the ball. They had off-ball movement. Did all these great things as a team. You struggled when you played with a guard who, you know, had to have the ball in his hands. In Boston, and even in Cleveland, not a great off-the-ball player Kyrie Irving was. Not a great off-the-ball player. You know, it, it looked good playing with LeBron because LeBron is just a light years ahead of everybody else that Kyrie has played with when it comes to playmaking. You, you got you to gotta look at that. You got to look at those things. You got to piece them together. Will Durant have that same effect that he had in Golden State? Will Kyrie have that same effect that he had when he was in Cleveland and he played with another great star? Durant and LeBron are vastly different. Vastly. Yes, Durant's a better scorer from every part of the floor. But he's not the same playmaker. He doesn't carry the team like LeBron does. Don't believe me? Go look at the Cleveland teams. You know, just just go look at those teams and tell me the teams that Durant has played on was any better. They weren't. Durant has never had a depleted team like that. And yet he made plays. He made things happen. So when you combine that with a Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving looked good. He was great. Yes, he put up 40 points with LeBron's 40 points in the finals. Yes, he closed out the Warriors with a game winning shot. LeBron's block followed it, but you got to give credit where credit is due. Kyrie Irving is a killer. He's a killer. He kills teams. He will make the Nets better. But in, in terms of will they be prohibited favorites when Durant returns, I'm not so sure. I have to see how he plays with another ball-dominant guard. You know, when 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 Kyrie is dribbling his life away <laughs> with the ball, running down all that clock, and then deciding what he's going to do, with the ball. what's going to happen. We don't know. We, we have no idea yet. We have to wait a year, <laughs> a year's time. And what makes that even more interesting is that he's going to have to lead this team by himself for an entire year. Were they good before? Yes, but that was with D'Angelo Russell. Now, D'Angelo Russell's no Kyrie Irving. Do not mix that together. They are not the same player. Kyrie is much better. Much better scorer. Much better finisher at the basket. Just everything. Better. But can he lead that team the same way? 
Can he lead the team the same way? Is he going to be unselfish enough to share the ball with the rest of his scorers, his playmakers? What's going to happen? And to the D'Angelo Russell part, now you're in Golden State. You know, it looks nice on paper, but it's not going to be the same Golden State. Probably won't be until they sign other players. Right now they look small. Yes, they went out and got Cauley Stein, but he's their biggest player by far. Kevin Looney, eh, we'll see. But right now I think that dynasty is over. Who's the next dynasty? Who's next? Is there going to be another dynasty? Or is the NBA going to be this wide open? Are we going to have another Warriors where Kawhi joins the Lakers and they just become this this team that's constantly going to win the Western Conference? Is it going to happen? Is he going to go to the Clippers and they create that parity even more where we have no idea who's going to be the next dynasty? Is it going to be the Nets? Is it going to be Nets? You have to ask yourself, will it be the Nets? You're taking two players who can possibly score 30 points a game and putting them on the same team. And I'm not talking the 30 points where it's 30 points here and 30 points there. No, every single night I can have 60 points from two players. Easy. Will they be the next dynasty? Is there going to be a next dynasty? Do you like dynasties? Do you like having the parity in the NBA? Do you enjoy seeing parity in the NBA? And if you enjoy that, who should it, who do you think it'll be? Will it be an Eastern Conference? Will it be in the Western Conference? And I don't mean a dynasty as in this team is constantly competing every year. Not I don't want to hear about, oh, they make it to the playoffs or they... They do well, or they have a good record. I need to see championships. If we were going by regular seasons, Houston Rockets are a dynasty for the next couple of years. They're they're always going to be competitive. They're always going to have a good record. They're always going to look good. But are they winning championships? Who will be their next team that's going to be a dynasty winning championships? Leave comments. Let me know. Follow the Twitter at the Lot P. Be sure to tweet and let me know. Comment. I'm also going to be posting other podcasts this weekend coming up. And we're just going to see where Kawhi goes. We're going to see where he goes and what's going to happen. Again, thank you for tuning in to the live. I'm your host, Mario. See you on the next episode.